0: A true Trini hailing from the Isles of Trinidad and Tobago, this musician, keyboardist, percussionist, teacher, composer and band leader has made UK his home for nearly two decades. Keeping true to his roots, he revels his artistry in soca and calypso rhythms, has musically directed Notting Hill Carnival shows and featured in not one but two British Academy nominated and quintessentially British major Paddington Bear movies. As well as music, I must mention his culinary skills have created a literal hot contender of hot sauces of which I can attest to is the business. Welcome to Between the Sound, Felix Lix-Ruiz. Hello. Hello. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) I'm doing fine, Amelia. (laughs)
0: <laughs> thanks for joining us so why don't we go straight in where exactly are you from and how was life there how did this form and influence you
1: Well, I was born in Port of Spain and my family really is from Arima but I was born in Port of Spain because my dad was a police bandsman and he lived in Port of Spain at that time mm-hmm. um, and then of course as the years go by, I got to know the connection at Rima and find out about the background, about my family, which mm-hmm. a lot of them, I guess, like many other people in the day, didn't have TV and so so they played music. Mm. So we got a lot of members, grandfather and uncles and cousins who played on both sides.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and um, so it came down through my mom and dad, but that happened to be the musician and, um, and I got stuck into it you know
0: mm.
1: and here I am today.
0: <laughs> so how was life like back then for you growing up?
1: At that at that time mm. uh, it was nice you know because I mean I, I lived uh, I mean I lived a sort of like gypsy life really because we, we moved a lot of places mm. uh, but it was nice you know I met a lot of people along the way and then um as a youngster from the age of 10, I used to be in the studios with my dad, you know, hearing the hits before the hits came out. He played trumpet, yeah. And he also arranged and and composed tunes and so like that, you know. So he's always a busy man running bands and um uh, advertising into the advertising, doing the artwork. He was doing every damn thing. Sorry. <laughs> he was that kind of guy, yeah. He was that kind of guy where he kind of forged his way in his own way.
0: So a good influence on you?
1: Well, yeah, he was, you know. He, he was good, you know, as a youngster you don't always appreciate that, but as you get older, then you look back and you get, you know, yeah. the sort of twenty twenty hindsight.
0: Yes. <laughs> Would you say you know. he was your first influence or did you have another influence you remember?
1: Well, you know what, I'll tell you what, I... I, I always find myself at odds with what people like in terms of music. Mm. For example, when children were listening to the new, new modern stuff, I liked the calypso's, mm-hmm. and I also remember songs like "Hey, did you happen to see the most beautiful girl in the world?" <laughs> I like that as a youngster yes. and that the children didn't really dig that, mm. but I used to dig it. And so my influence was really wide and varied through my family, you know,
0: mm.
1: and, and and dad was, he used to be on the road a lot. So he didn't really have an influence on me early,
0: mm.
1: but from the age of 10 onwards, he was more based in Trinidad. So from there onwards, I was sort of really more on his influence.
0: Yeah. Mm. You know? So when did you realize you could make a living from music?
1: As a musician, you never really realize that. You always struggled. <laughs> I got into it. And along the way, of course, you get a little bit better. And then you start to pick up gigs. And then just like, it's almost like a natural process then.
0: Mm. Like mm-hmm.
1: it was going to happen, you know, almost like it was written.
0: Yeah. And your siblings have gone into music?
1: Yeah, I've got um, Curtis Michael Curtis, who lives here. He's he's, he's almost my neighbor. That's five minutes walk. He's around the corner from me.
0: Mhm.
1: And then I've got Ricardo, and he's a drummer. Uh, he plays drums, but he's the kind of guy that any instrument you jump on, Ricky, anything he jumps on, he can make music. He's very musical.
0: Mhm. Nice.
1: So that's that's the main two. So it's three brothers who really t- took up the mantle and decided, well, let me try this thing, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, I know early on you said you heard some songs that you, you loved. But were there any artists that resonated with you, like inspiring your style of music or where you were going to take your path with writing music? <sighs>
1: Well, you know what? Most of the people who influenced me at the time is people who I lived with. Mm -hmm. So, for example, Dad is one. Mm -hmm. Then you got old Rodney. He's a musician, steel drum, arranger, bass player, musician all around there, you name it. Mm -hmm. Then I had another guy who passed away called Wilfred Woodley. He was a piano player. Um, he was directly influenced on me. Uh, Frankie Francis was a very, very well-known arranger there who my dad sent me to um, Curtis and I to understand a bit about arranging for horns and so like that. So my mm. influences were like really, really strongly right around me. and and, mm. and then, um then, of course, the records to back it up, you know, music from Brazil and a lot of jazz and a lot of fusion and
0: Mm. Because that
1: had a huge collection of records that he made us have to be telling, To be honest, made us sit down and listen to this music <laughs> until we got it.
0: That's amazing.
1: It is. So that's where I've influenced.
0: What did you think of Brazilian music when you first heard it?
1: I just found it sound like our music, home. <laughs> it it just like it just had the different way they approach the rhythm and the bounce is a bit different. And sometimes mm. the piano strum is different, but when you really break it down, um, for example, I like a guy called Moacir Santos, and he's, I think, from the northeast of Brazil. And the music from the northeast of Brazil for me is songs like Calypso. Mm. So I was introduced to that from really early in no- northeastern Brazilian music.
0: Wow. Wow. It makes you feel like um, the world is small, maybe, when you felt that there were similarities?
1: yeah. No, I'm not I, I. don't know. I just I think now as uh, the, the way I listen and the kind of music I listen to, um, yeah, I, d- I deduce that fact that it's really has it's not that big as we think it is, and mm. the influences are so close by. You know, look, like, like not Brazil. Brazil is right around the corner from us, really. If you think about mm. it, from Trinidad and Tobago. So of course we must have some seamen, and you know. Um, I, I listen to music like from Panama where there's a lot of West Indians who built the Panama Canal stuck, mm-hmm. stuck around so they still play Calypso, Costa Rica you know
0: mm, yeah. so that's
1: how I listen and I and... so the influence from the past going into the recording studio and listening to the Calypsos of Kitchener and Sparrow coming out you know hearing them as a youngster probably I didn't even see any other youngsters That's probably the only youngster at the time <laughs> in the studios Mm. and hearing that music, getting the feel for it, and then now here I am still researching it, you know. Yeah. So wow.
0: that's amazing. How yeah. how how rich, you know, a palette to have um so many influences, especially yeah. neighboring countries to you. Yes. Mm. Mm. Did you ever think you'd relocate to England?
1: Mm No, not really. I, I mean, I did. I came up here in about 1991 on a tour um, with the um, uh, what they call them, the Roaring Lion, uh, uh, old Calypso Great, and the, the Pretender. Uh-huh. And I came at a band that we were called the Rough Riders.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And we, I came up here and we did a, a six-week tour all over the the UK. You know, and we, we were based in Hyde Park and then i left after that enjoyed it and went home and i didn't really think about it after you know as a musician as well here we go next you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah. um and um, then of course um my wife who is a professional nurse we had the opportunity for she just wanted to you know try something new and and uh, so she was getting an opportunity to either work here or in the united states i think Mm-hmm. And I and I somehow preferred here because of the uh, I know about the West Indian scene in London and all that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we chose to come here, and here we are today. And for me as well to kind of meet new musicians, really. So it was it was a twofold effort, work and on both ways, me meeting and expanding my horizons, for want of a better phrase.
0: Was it what you expected?
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, you know, like anything <laughs> else, you know. Yeah, you meet you meet people who come from the West Indies and so like that. But it's, it really is... Um, I knew it would have been different. So, you know, I came up here with not much expectations of it being like something so grand.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, you just know like any other place, you just have to get out and do what you have to do, you know? So... Uh, so it was first a bit tough with the weather to be honest when it was really dark 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 and you know so after after i got over that phase was that okay what next you know
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you're a resilient man
1: well (laughs) yeah i think i can be
0: yeah yeah so fast forward you got involved in notting hill carnivals yeah um, playing music MDing music how did that come about how did your involvement um get into MDing for the carnival shows
1: oh yeah yeah even well you know somebody somebody actually recommended me to to, to be the musical director of the band and mm-hmm. i don't remember who to be honest <laughs>
0: um
1: and um, I was happy to do it, you know, because really and truly is, is, you know, something that is close to my heart, this Calypso music. Because if, you know, to put it frankly, Calypso music is what most times allowed me to have shelter and food and go to school and so like that, you know. Mm. So I have a healthy respect for the music. So when I got the chance... Um, I said, all right, I'm going to do it because also I like to arrange, you know. So yes, when I got this site, I decided to to take it on. We've been there three years now, and I really want you to just try and how to say, it, just play it as nice and as, as as close to real calypso as possible. Not, I'm not talking about if the butter band was bad or anything. I'm just thinking, Look, I have it now. What am I going to do with it? You know? Yeah. And and that happened and I sort of like try and help with along with the musicians who are a great bunch of guys, sort of mm-hmm. like change the culture and now the band actually plays a song or two on the night. Normally that doesn't happen in a collective tent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I arranged songs for the band and a lovely band all around. Yeah. And then uh, of course that moved on to uh, if if I if, if if I'm right to doing the studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, Abbey Road Studio 2. Mm-hmm. so we did this last day's carnival which was virtual we did that in uh, Abbey Road studio too and mm-hmm. that was a lovely experience everybody long hard days of playing but you know the atmosphere was great
0: mm, wow what an amazing place to play
1: yeah it is absolutely you know you only hear people talk about this place it's like a it's like a magical place in you know when you hear about it Mm. And then there you are, playing some music, you know, arranging some music in Abbey Road. So studio too, so why not?
0: That's a time for your dad to be proud, for sure.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> He's very proud of that, you know. So so am I, I'm proud of that, proud of the boys being able to pull it off like anybody else, you know.
0: Yeah. So how does Carnival compare from Trinity to London?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, the, the vibe is is really the same in a way because it's the energy that just comes out, that freedom that people experience. Mm. It, it sort of resonates in, in both places. One one place small, one place big, but the, the energy is the same, you know, people have the same idea, the of the even if they're not some of them even not even aware of the history of our carnivals and so like that. Mm. But without being aware, there's this kind of energy that whether you're aware or not, it takes you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So in that aspect it's 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 very similar. Yeah. You know? And um and then to the, so the dad and, and the both carnivals yeah, they're very similar now. And,
0: um what about playing on the road?
1: Yeah, I mean the we we played on the road here, played on the here twice, I think. But um yeah, it's it's being up on the truck up there and you know, jamming and singing songs that people people know and maybe don't know, you know. It's 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 really great. The sun is shining, hopefully, most times, you know. I mean, wow, where else in the world can you do something like that really?
0: Yeah. You well, know? I remember two years ago now. It's crazy. It's yes, two, two years, years now. But we were on top of that float playing through carnival streets and wow, it was the most incredible weather, the most incredible vibe, the most incredible view.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I remember, and we were looked after. There was definitely, stairs, there was toilets all on tap.
1: <laughs> I, well, listen, I was in, I you know, I was in Seven heaven, and I was just enjoying that, you know, and just looking down the street, and you just see a sea of people, and they all have the same mission: let's enjoy this thing, mm. you know, amazing.
0: Yeah, definitely. What about the food? How does that compare?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, well, here in in um. Because I, I mean, I always eat food at carnival. No joke with okay. that. <laughs> and in that, I do the same. But I guess you know, like the cuisine might be a little bit different. Although, although Caribbean food, on the whole, they, they, they're similar to each other. You know, the way we make fried dumplings, we call it fried bake, and so, so they're very oh. much similar. So, but it's not far off. Everything is like okay. So I know it's West Indian food, so I just enjoy what I get it. <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> I know which I have to ask you about naturally leads on to your hot sauce <laughs> what my god so tell tell the people about this hot sauce of yours that I've been privileged to have on tap
1: on top, yeah. yes you're right <laughs> you know when there's a need you know because mm. I go to places to eat sometimes and they are so hot sauces, like, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> and or, or if, if that's not the case, it's just you can't find it where you're looking for. So mm. I just started experimenting in making the pepper sauces, you know, different types. So it's a kind of a what? home style pepper sauce. That uh, mm-hmm. you can cook with and then you can eat a little bit or you can eat a lot depends on your tolerance and you know,
0: where did your love of cooking come from?
1: Again, it's just I don't know watching Mom in the kitchen, but you know, as a musician, most times you're home in the day, you know. so my wife out to work in the day, she go in wherever she's to work at the time. so you have to cook. Mm. because I tell you I used to get a headache cooking one time it was stress <laughs> <laughs> but now I love the process it's, it's, it's like how I approach music really um, I, I just like to do things my way in many ways mm. so even the cooking I'll just do it my way I'll just try a stew one time and i say you know what I feel I try this and after a while, it's, it mm. starts to make sense, you know, you, you start to realise, okay, you know, it's like chords, you know, maybe you could put this chord mm. here instead of that chord, you know. So that's how I look at cooking and it's sort of like a creative procession.
0: mm, So your philosophy um, with cooking and music would probably be experimental?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, there's a base, mm. of course, in which you want to experiment on, but... You know, yeah, you just want to try new things, and you know, and, and sometimes it's not doing how to say the normal way. You know that other people yeah. might approach an instrument or approach cooking an egg. You know.
0: Yes, yes. Just, and do you find, do you find that has been your approach to teaching?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. I, I think I, you know, one time I did teach, trying to make it music mm. that maybe when you learn the. Just yes, you know, you know, try this and try that, and and um, it's like it's like going on a journey. And every day, you know, you need to go to the shop and you walk the same road up and down every day for twenty years. Rather than mm-hmm. let me turn left and see where this takes me and walk around here and have a view of the scene, maybe come to a dead and come back mm-hmm. out and you know, adventure, find out. But you'll end up at the shop anyway. People have their own way, and if they find that way, they might even make better music than you. Mm,
0: I like that. <laughs> so leading on to something quite Tell special. Me. Paddington Bear. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Who doesn't love him? How did it um how did playing for both those um major films come about? Yeah,
1: um you know, I got a call from um, Tim, Tim Campsfield. And mm-hmm. you know, told me what's gonna happen. And um got the band together. Along that process, we had to go into the recording studio, which is the recording studio for a, a guy called Damon Alban. Yes, oh, there is the man, band. Yes. So yeah, we got into his studio, work, with his guys. Um, he he did a bit of, of producing as well on some of the stuff we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had to, of course, after that, we have to go on set. You know, it was it it was happening very well organized. And we were well looked after. And we were very happy to get called for the second one as well, mm. uh, you know, to meet all, great actors here yeah, you meet along the way.
0: The yes, country. I met her.
1: Oh, oh yes, me. she was nice, but she was more talking to my to my son and nephew, um, Kyrie and um, Isaiah. And she had mm-hmm. a long chat with them. And they weren't too bothered because they wanted to go and skate and climb and jump and they really, they were just anxious <laughs> to get away from this lady. <laughs> <laughs> there we are, the premier and he's talking Nicole Kidman, and they are just looking itchy because there were so many stairs and then banisters to the slide. Drinks to have, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they do say you you know to be careful when you work with animals. <laughs> I with
1: tell you what, it's so true. <laughs> But all in all, a very nice so, experience, you know, and, and and from out of that, we form um, Tobago on the Line, which mm-hmm. we play this, we, we play the authentic Calypso music, you know, and um, go about the place with a little uh, five-piece, six-piece band, and um, generally sort of like acoustic, you know, mm-hmm. and we just yes. play this Calypso music and, and and move it all over the country, and we're trying to, you know, trying to play more, really. But uh, this thing called COVID just came up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sure It it locked every door.
0: (laughs) Do you think uh, between you and you, uh, there will be a Paddington 3?
1: Uh, I hope so, because they were both nice films. You know, I I enjoy them when I look at them after.
0: Mm. And you know what's really nice about it is that you weren't playing... Someone or something far removed from who you are. You guys went in as musicians, as a band, as Calypsoonians. I mean, you can't get better than that.
1: Right. It's so true. You know? Because it was really close to my heart because, you know, as I said, the Calypso is what, you know, fed and made me into who I am. So Mm. when I got the chance now to be able to play that same music for a wider audience which you know hasn't been heard back by a wider audience for so long mm-hmm. that, that you know it, it was it, in the back of my mind was uh you know like really really happy this was always there like oh wow people are going here calypso excellent
0: yes and it's kind of like a full circle for you because you've come from trinidad you've come to england and now those two worlds are meeting on a major yep. stage um, it's amazing. Absolutely. It's a...
1: um, it used to happen before, but you know, calypso is, don't know. It's not dying. It's one of them artists It's just not as popular as like the new soca now. You know, the soca music is the new young music that's going on. Have some nice little songs mm. in there as well.
0: How would you say the difference is for someone that doesn't know um, between soca and calypso?
1: Oh boy, it's a hard one because. You know, Calypso, I mean, I can't even start to describe, you know, we have some forms that we use, we use minor forms, some major forms. You can hear some singers actually singing particular types of forms. So a lot of the musicians knew those forms. So when they go to the studio, you know, these forms are being played. And, um, and over the years, yes, of course, you start to get the new soca music, which has its own form as well. In the seventies, it was more close to calypso, so the new soca mm-hmm. was was really really close to calypso. But the youngsters are still on the same vein, really, because when you listen to the to the the rhythms behind it, the you know things are might be moved around, but generally the groove and the rhythm on which they sit is still the 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 home base Afro rhythms of the calypso is in there.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. Yeah, so it's still there.
1: The li- the lineage is there. It's just maybe you might be hearing as much chords as they used to have in the old days or people soloing and, and, and you know, longer grooves. And so maybe it's not. But mm. as time goes by, it changes, you know. And these guys are changing it.
0: Yeah, cool. So how have you managed as a musician in lockdown times this past well, year? Well... Mm.
1: Wow, it's just one of the most you know it's really stressful. To be honest, when you think about it, you know I'm lucky. I'm still here. I've got me, my wife still works. I mean, I mean even more than thinking about if you going to earn or anything like that. It's just the idea of being able to play and and get that energy out, rehearse for something, and going to deliver. Um, that part of it is is, is quite difficult to you know to come to terms with. But Mm -hmm. um, on the positive Mm -hmm. side, um, I'm here now just studying how to use what they call the digital audio workstation. So I'm here behind, you know, doing a little course and watching videos and practicing and putting on music. So I'm learning a new skill, which is related to music. So it brightens brightens my day and I can get up and do that.
0: What about... um... Any physical ailments from not being in top form.
1: You know, when you're getting younger, it's nice. <laughs> Everything, you know, the younger I get, the more it aches. It's true. <laughs> so, but yeah. yeah, but like you know, got you like anything else when you when you do something over and over for years, you know, you'll always have some little niggle. Something, something will niggle you. I guess for me, is if I'm yeah. feeling any discomfort as a musician, I've got hands, I will try to exercise and stretch them. and, and people and more mm. like long ago when I played sport, I could just run on the pitch and say, where's the ball? I'll play all game. Mm. Now if I decide that it's half an hour for stretch. <laughs> 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 and then... Twenty minutes hour of the game. To
0: think about it, and then half yeah.
1: an hour to play. <laughs> so, so that's what with me with them kind of thing is now is practicing. Um, just the, the, the patience not to just jump in on stuff. So just I think uh, I'm honestly becoming a little more musically, a little more patient before I go to my instrument. Mm.
0: So, really, the the positives you're learning yeah. the your skill negatives, you know, not as um, in top shape because the gigs are not there, you know, we're all feeling it we're all feeling the the lack of stamina the lack of practice, the lack of flexibility to move around with different musicians and play different music and that productivity Mm -hmm. of feeling, you know, purposeful, you've you've done a gig, you've earned some money, you've made people happy Um, so it's definitely tough definitely tough on everyone at the moment but thank god you've got um a place where you can play, yeah um keep your your playing going on at home you've yes i have start. a room
1: and <laughs> make use of it most days but i think what i, I think yeah. you know what it is you know you, uh, for me now thinking about it just trying to do something i get out and i walk the dog you know um even mm-hmm. planning a practice you know how am i gonna how am I going to practice today and stuff like that? So I'm noticing little differences in, you know, uh, in the way it's happening. Before, when you're rushing around to do gigs and so like that, some of the things fall behind. Now, yeah. it's, as I say, the patience is coming on. So uh, practicing nice and slow and easy walking the dog or do something else that I like doing. And preparing for yeah. that time, because when it yeah. comes back uh, or, or, the, or the project that, that, that I'm trying to get happening, if that comes to fruition, I have to be in shape, you know, so trying for it not to fall yeah. too far behind.
0: So how do you see the music industry changing, you know, in the current landscape and how would you like to see it be?
1: You know, I tell you what, I think it's going to stay a a, a long time like this way, and we are going to be working a lot more remotely than we used to. So a lot more of the work Mm. that you're going to get if you're going to work is probably somebody sending something from a studio, Mm. and you you play it, and you send it back. It's been happening before, but it's going to happen even more. Uh, There's Mm. no way that's going to change. Mm. That's only going to go forward, you know, and... And I don't know what's gonna happen, you know, in terms of live. Um, the only way to get it going now again, but not the only way, one of the ways, of course, would would be to stream like everybody else. That's the way that's going to be around for a while, like longer, you know. Even more. They have been streaming before, mm. but it has gotten even much more, you know. Mm. So but mm. how I would like it to be, I could say back to normal. I don't know what normal is. But um <laughs> But, you know, hopefully we can conquer whatever it is out there and get back to, to 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 working out there and getting, you know, people back out drinking and having a good good time because people need that break, you know. People need that break. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. So when this thing is conquered, hopefully we could be out there and playing for people and make them happy again and make ourselves happy. Like thinking about everything in the, under the sun. Some nights your brain grown wrong and wrong and on fire. But at the moment, uh, just trying to focus into whatever I put my head into, right? These days, I'm trying to learn how to uh, manage a music software and make my own music. And I hope that goes well. Um, get my practice back up to speed. And, um, uh, you mm. know, and hopefully do all collaborations like we did before with the Rump Band and move forward mm. with some stuff
0: yeah it's the best way to be really and to be honest as musicians we're used to that that uh frame of mind that lifestyle to be ready for anything and and what we need to so that's in our favor you know
1: absolutely Mm.
0: what's your dream future scenario how do you see you know the good life
1: i tell you what (laughs) nice house somewhere in the country the sea or the river is mm. not far. Fruit trees mm-hmm. and all, and a big grand mm. piano in the living room, I'm set to go.
0: Yeah, everybody has an image, or should have, I should say, an image that they always um, visualize, because that's the only way you yeah. can get closer to it.
1: That's right. Mm. You have to see it. Mm. I hear you. To believe it. <laughs>
0: So, lastly, I can't believe we've come what? to the
1: last. There, there was rumbling on. Let me hear the last one.
0: The last finale is: What does the phrase "between the sound" mean to oh,
1: you? I mean, the first thing I would think is silence,
0: mm-hmm.
1: automatically. Mm-hmm. Or I could also think, yeah. well, "My time." <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, both
1: apply. That's what I see.
0: Yeah. Mm. And what do you think? Silence is a is a necessary part of life? Yeah,
1: sometimes I myself need to be more silent. It's important because, you know, yeah. me, I, as a person, I am, a, as a musician and a person, kind of rhythmic and energetic, you know. When I play, as a vibe I, I take mm. off. and It's almost like I play piano, like a drum, if you want to say, you know, at times. And then mm. sometimes, you mm. know, sometimes I have to remind myself, all right, brother, lay out a little bit, chill. That's the silence. That's the, that, <laughs> that's the beast I have to yeah. conquer. That's the silence. Yes. The contrast is important.
0: Mm. Yes. Wow. Well, let's all get back to playing together soon. In the all right, Ambalia.
1: Thank you very much. All right, we all talk right, soon.
0: Take it easy.
1: All right, later.
0: Yes.